How's it going, Nashville? This is the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Beavers, where we will unpack all things health and wellness. We will clear up common myths, highlight amazing fitness opportunities, and bring you guys the best information about health here in the great city of Nashville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Uh, today I have the privilege of hanging out with Christian Haynes over at uh, CrossFit Rutherford. And uh, yeah, Christian, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, absolutely. So, dude, tell us a little bit about you and uh, kind of some of your expertise and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, uh, well, um, I grew up in Murfreesboro. Um, growing up, I played, you know, all the three big sports, football, baseball, uh, basketball, and then... I want to say in 2008, so I was probably, you know, fifth or sixth grade, um, my parents, they, you know, they found the CrossFit blog on the main site. Nice. Uh, and so they were always, you know, they were always in the gym, you know, it wasn't anything specific, uh, but they were always doing some type of exercise. Sure. Um, and then they found the CrossFit blog and then, you know, it was like old school CrossFit stuff. So, you know, we were, you know slinging weights in the YMCA gym, you know, we were still <laughs> turn some heads. No, yeah, it wasn't, they didn't like it. You know, we were, you know, stealing equipment, taking it to the, uh, to the basketball gym of the YMCA and then we were taking it back. A couple um, of dents in the, uh, yeah, the, the wood yeah. floor at that rate. Yep. And then, um, you know, eventually they decided that, you know, they thought they wanted to open a CrossFit gym. So at the time CrossFit was still, you know, super fairly new. Uh, and then they opened up. We opened up CrossFit Rutherford in 2009. Nice, very um, early on. Yeah, for, so barely, very yeah. early on. Um, I believe that was in May of 2009. So we were doing CrossFit for about six months before we decided to open up. Nice. Um, How many other gyms were in the area at that point? Did you, did you think of them uh, back in 09? It was two. It was or no, just one. Sorry, CrossFit Murfreesboro was the first one, and then we were second. Nice. Yeah. Nine. So I mean, it was super early on. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of boxes around now, but I mean, just you guys. Yeah, one yeah. or two other in yeah. Murfreesboro. Yeah. So. so we were fairly new. Um, and then, and so we opened in 2009. I was still, you know, playing football and playing baseball, uh, but not, I wasn't doing much CrossFit then, you know, just because I was, you know, for, Yeah, so you're trained for, for sports. Yeah, I was trying right? more sports. Um, and then I entered my freshman year of high school, and I was like, I'm going to go out. I stopped playing baseball at seventh grade, and then I was decided to do football, and then football freshman year. Uh, just didn't go as planned. Sure. Uh, I was a smaller kid, and I knew the game a lot better than some of the bigger kids. But sure. I mean, that doesn't really mean <laughs> much in you know high school football. Right. Um. So I decided to stop playing football, and I was like, I'm just going to be a CrossFit athlete. You yeah. Know, quote unquote. Um. Early on to, to do some of that, right? Like, I mean, this stuff is you know CrossFit yeah, it was, was it a blog new, almost you know, at this point. You looking know? back on it, I really. I wish I stayed with playing football sure. just because, you know, over freshman year, sophomore year, I hit a growth spur, and it was like, yeah. that would have been a chance for me to actually play football, but I was really committed to, you know, just doing CrossFit as a sport. Uh, That's cool. I don't ever remember thinking I'm going to make it to the games as a CrossFit athlete, but I just wanted to do, I just wanted to put more focus into being CrossFit. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And then, I think at that time, uh, we had just moved locations from our first location across the river to a new one. Uh, when you know we were expanding, people were figuring out what CrossFit was, and so right. that was a time where just having the CrossFit name on your gym, you know, people were gonna you know come and check it out. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I believe we were following OPT blog at the time, so yep. a bunch of old newer CrossFitters probably don't remember this, but this was a blog back in the day where you know, like typical like comp train today, but uh, right, it was one of the blogs where like. It was stuff you didn't see often. Yeah. You know? 
uh, you would, you were doing strict weighted pull-ups, strict weighted dips, you know, two or three times a week, and you're like, why am I doing this? Right, right. You know, it made no sense to a lot of people, and like, you know, half the people that were doing the blog were just skipped the, the yeah. strict stuff because right. it wasn't fun, it wasn't fancy, uh, <laughs> and then. It's so funny that they were doing some of that like strict yeah, stuff even then, right? Like, way before everyone else even thought about doing right. it. Right. I mean, so they're way ahead of the curve. Right. Um, yeah. That's cool though, because yeah. like CrossFit stance is that, right? Like, like you need to develop strict pull-up strength before you get into some of this other stuff. And the fact that these guys were doing it back then, right? I still see that today. People yeah. Skipping stuff just, all the time. It's not sexy, right? They don't yeah. want to do that. They're just gonna go straight to you know butterfly chest bar pull-ups, and they're gonna tear something in the shoulders where. You know, these guys were like, we're going to do a lot of strict work, and then we're also going to build into that more dynamic stuff. Yeah, um, that's cool. So we were following that blog for a little bit, and, you know, like most CrossFit athletes, we were jumping blogs, you know, we went from OPT blog to the Outlaw Way, which I don't even know if that's around anymore, but that was more <laughs> focused on Olympic lifting and, you know, more heavier uh, powerlifting kind of stuff. Cool. Um, and then we eventually jumped back to the OPT blog, uh, and that was probably the longest stretch that a lot of us stayed on it. We probably stayed on it for about a year and a half. Um, and then uh, me and my sister, we actually went out to an athlete camp. Cool. Um, with James Fitzgerald, who's the owner of uh, OPEX yep. now. Um, and then, you know, when I was out there, I was really just mesmerized of how, you know, one, how professional he was uh, as a coach, and two, just the education he gave uh, – to the athletes at the athlete camp, you know, it yeah. was, he talked about stuff that, you know, you you never heard of as a, being in the CrossFit, you know, world. You yeah. know, he was talking about you know, anaerobic, aerobic stuff, uh, phosphocreatine system, stuff like that, and you're yeah. just like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Right, right, mind blowing. Yeah. from all this good knowledge. Uh, and then after the athlete camp, my sister, who you know, she made it to regionals in 2011, 2012. So she was a she was a good athlete. Yeah, she was super. Super good. Um, she got invited to an athlete camp out there uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And then I believe that was about a month after the athlete camp. And she came back and uh, she's like, I've got a coach. I'm like, you've got a CrossFit coach? Like, <laughs> what, how does that work? And she was like, yeah, I've got a CrossFit coach and you've got a consult with your CrossFit coach. <laughs> and so I get on uh, Skype my coach and that's pretty much how my individual programming uh career start or career I say individual my interest in individual coaching started yeah you know I get on the consult with the guy he's asking me a bunch of questions and you know next week we start individual coaching and that's when I was like really interested of like okay why is he giving me this stuff why you know how is this correlated to this right um and then I just became real interested in you know the idea of coaching people in the sport of CrossFit yeah uh and then I want to say in 2014, no, 2015, I, uh, no, 2014, I was junior year of high school. I'd saved up money and I remember where I was. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to invest into this OPT, OPEX uh, yeah. coaching certification. Um, you know, for the time it was like, for a kid, a junior in high school, it was like, it was a lot of money at the time. Yeah. But yeah, it was something to bootstrap yeah, your own money for that yeah. is, is your investment. And I remember going downstairs, I was like, Guys, this is what I want to do. And then we signed up that day. Uh, and then I believe like a month later, I went out uh, on site to do the program design and assessment in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. And uh, I just remember, you know, being there, just listening to them, you know, coach, listening to them talk. And I was like, man, this is like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I want to coach people in the sport of CrossFit. How, how long were you? How long were you out in Arizona? 
Uh, so right now I'm still. I was just visiting right now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just there for the course, and I remember leaving the course, and I was like, I walked up to James, and was like, I'm gonna work for you one day. I'm gonna <laughs> That's cool. Here. And then <laughs> literally a month later, I get a call. They're like, Hey, we need someone to come work the front desk. I was like, you mean like sell t-shirts? And like, yeah, we sell t-shirts. I was like, all right, I'm coming. And so moved out there literally like a month after graduating high school. And then, uh, you know, I was, I was like the kid that like my mom, she prepped all my lunches. She did everything for me. And so I moved out there and I was, you know, I had, all I knew how to make was peanut butter sandwiches for lunch. And I had to figure out how to, I had to figure out how to live by myself. Uh, but you know that's I started you know I was an apprenticeship in a, the apprenticeship program there, and I basically just you know lived and breathed workouts you know writing workouts yeah. writing programs um, and then training it here you know every so often. Man, that's um, cool. So what was your total timeline out, out in Arizona? Yeah, so I moved out there in late May, early uh, June, and then. I said I'm gonna stay out here until I finish my OPEX level one certification. You nice. know, and that's that involves, you know, program design assessment, nutrition, uh, life coaching and business systems, how to finish all of that. Wow. All the courses and then I had to take uh, the practice, or basically it's a case study. And yeah. so the case study involved, you know, different uh, projects for each of the, you know, different things. So nutrition projects program design projects and stuff like that. So it was about a year. I was out there for a whole year. Man, that's crazy. Just to, to kind of immerse yourself in this this whole system of like, man, trial by fire of like, man, I'm yeah. picking up ship. I'm, I'm dropping my, my flag here in Arizona and like, I'm just going to soak up as much yeah, knowledge from, exact, from great people. You yeah, know that's I mean? exactly what it was. And it was literally, it was wake up at, you know, wake up in the morning and, you know, I was writing at that time probably you know 50 to 60 programs a day that's crazy and then, and then you know go to sleep wake up and repeat and uh that was what i did for a whole year pretty Dude, much. that's crazy man i mean it's like i'm sure i mean programs gotta be secondhand nature for you at this point right i mean you go from from writing that many programs it's like i mean it's like anything right it's weightlifting if you can only do two pull-ups you go do a bunch of pull-ups over the next six weeks i guarantee yeah. you you're gonna crush them in six weeks time yeah you know so I mean? it, it becomes a thing where like you you're to you're like in the CrossFit gym now. It's like I can see someone see how they move, and then I can immediately you know write a week's worth of program in my head. I'm like, this is how I would do it if I was coaching them. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it for you know, and even before I moved out to Arizona, like people were coming to me and like, hey, uh, what are you doing? You're doing your own program? I'm like, yeah, I've got a coach, and they were like, that's interesting. And then it just turned to me like, you know, I was a sophomore, junior in high school, and I had like. 10 clients yeah. I was writing for. I was like... That's crazy. I mean, honestly, at the time, I was like, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right, right, right. But, uh, I'm good at CrossFit, so yeah, I think I can yeah, pull this and, off. And it was more of like, it was me looking at what my coach was giving me, and like, I know like, I know me personally, I stink at, you know, back squats, and so I saw how he was progressing my back squats, right. and then I was looking at my sister's program, like, she stinks at this kind of stuff. I was seeing how her coach was progressing uh, her, you know, stuff she, she wasn't good at. And then same thing with my mom. My mom had the same coach as my sister. I was looking at, you know, what she, she, she wasn't good at, and I watched how she progressed, you know, through certain movements, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's cool, though, that you, you know, you spent time, like, you just invested so much time into this, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I think about me as a junior in high school, and, like, I just didn't have that foresight to be like, oh, I'm really interested in this. I'm going to, like, pour all my time, effort, and energy like you, you were. Hey, I'm I'm in the trenches, physically mm-hmm. working out. Like I'm walking the walk, hiring a coach to actually walk me through some of this. Yeah. 
and then and then you just kind of trial by fire, and yeah. then you and then you literally just tried to suck right from the fire hose, right? Yeah, like you exactly. just took so much yeah. information in. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it, I mean, that year in Arizona, I mean, it was hard just because I'm a homebody. I didn't like being away from home, but it sure. was like probably one of the best, you know, experiences I've had in my life, just being away and learning as much as I learned during that one year. Yeah, no kidding. What would you say was probably the most valuable thing that you learned in your, your time out there as far as your coaching? I'm sure you could come up with a list of 25 yeah, things, uh, but. Man, I mean, I think learning, just learning how to be a CrossFit coach is one. Yeah. And, you know, people, you know, you may see, well, there's a ton of CrossFit coaches in the gym, but, uh, you know, to be actually coaching a CrossFit athlete, you know, there was a handful of games athletes there on site oh, wow. in Arizona. And so it was different just seeing, you know, how, you know, how the coach interacted with the clients and stuff like that. And, uh, in, from the individual side of things, sure. you know, coaching, you know, a class of 10 to 15 people is a little bit different than when you're coaching someone, you know, one-on-one. And so 100% being able to, you know, sit in and listen to like one-on-one consultations and learning how to, you know, uh, basically just talk to someone, I think was a huge, uh, huge benefit of being out there because you know i was you know 18 19 years old yeah. and like these 30 year old adults <laughs> are expecting me you know to tell them how to you know do fitness and it was like yeah man are they gonna trust me kind of yeah. thing and so it was kind of just like being in there and learning how to talk and you know be professional was probably one of the biggest takeaways that yeah i think that's huge i know this at my line of work as well you know being a physical therapist is the same mm-hmm. thing right having to manage people's expectations and, and learning to just communicate with these people and hey either talk them off the ledge or encourage them or yeah. whatever it is and so I, I think you're spot on by saying hey man man you know managing these people's personalities yeah. and learning to talk with them and communicate be professional and then provide them a superior quality product is, yeah. is, is is fantastic so let's talk a little bit about you know programming what is it you know what do you think most CrossFit programs lack uh, that that you would say hey I would like to modify this yeah I think when you talk about CrossFit programming you've got to first dictate are you doing CrossFit programming as you know the sport of CrossFit or you want to do CrossFit programming as you know health and longevity sure because uh, if you know depending on what you're talking about completely you know changes you know the you know completely changes what you got to be working on right uh, I think if you're talking about health and longevity I think there's not enough uh, you know like how we were talking about earlier there's too much you know people rushing right into the dynamic stuff and more right. complex things where they need to you know take a step back and do more structural strength training uh, really all year round, right. nonstop. Um, you know, uh, there's a, the argument. It's like, well, if you have, you know, I call them 9 a.m. bombs, but I'm gonna get ridiculed for that. Uh, oh, sorry about no, that. You're good. Um, but you know, if you have a mom that's coming in there just wants to look good, you know, feel good, kind of thing. Why are you having her do, you know, squat snatches at, you know, in deadlifts? You know, right? Uh, there's not much. I mean, it, the idea of cro- that's the idea of CrossFit, but you know, how much is she actually going to benefit from that? Where she may benefit more from you know Arnold presses and split squats before she does her you know her metcon of the day. Right, right. Um, developing so, that foundation. Yeah, developing the foundation. Um, so I think that you know that's something that as a CrossFit, you know, me being part of a CrossFit gym now, it's something that we face too. Is like you know we have some people that are, you know are just wanting to come in here, move and be healthy. We have you know the other half of people that are coming in here, and it's like they want to be you know they use this as like a their sport outlook. You know they want right. to come in here, compete and stuff like that. And so it's kind of a it's a hard line to walk, especially as a you know a gym owner and programming for the masses. Yeah. Um, 
how do you balance that, man? How do you balance I, your kind of expertise for that? You yeah, know? well, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough, very balance. tough. And I think you've just got one, you got to know your clients, you know, who True. you're providing your service True. to. So if, uh, if you know most of your clients, like they don't have any aspirations for competing in CrossFit, then it's like, well, why are you giving them, you know, Fran twice a year? It's <laughs> like, they don't really, they don't really need it. Uh, they mainly need, you know, structural strength training and, you know, long aerobic pieces, you know, right. three or four times a week. So, sure. Um, but then again, if you have, you know, half your people are that, that and half your people, they want to be, you know, they come in there trying to compete, then it's like, well, okay, now you've got to do running, pull-ups, and, you know, snatches. And so it's yeah. really, you've got to know who you're providing your service to, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's that's tough. That's tough. And then, you know, if you're talking about a more competitive athlete, if you're looking at a more competitive gym, what would you say that, and you may not know this, I'm just kind of speculating, what would be something that you say, hey, maybe this is missing or maybe they're doing too much of this? Yeah, well, I think if you're wanting to compete in the sport of CrossFit, I'm talking about like really take it seriously and compete, uh, I think you need your own programming, yeah. individual programming. Um, I'm with you. And, you know, again, some people will be like, well, I just want to compete and then compete you know, locally and just do class wads and okay, well, that's fine, but you're not going to get much further than that, in my opinion. Right. Uh, if you're willing to, you know, do these sanctional events online and, uh, you know, actually put your name out there and go compete in these high level competitions, then I think you've got to take a step away from the class, which, you know, is programming for the masses and sure. get something that's more focused on uh, what you need to be working on. Yeah, how early would you say someone like, let's say you've got a client who comes mm -hmm. to you maybe at the gym and they're they just started doing CrossFit, how early would you say somebody should hire a, a coach? Like maybe they say, hey, I get into, I've been doing this for six months and I really, really enjoy this and I think I want to take it further. Like, yeah, so if they're coming to me and they say, hey, I'm new to this, I want to I want to be good at the sport, and I'm like, and we have a conversation of, okay, do you actually know what it takes to be, to be good at this sport? <laughs> right. Because uh, some people have this false, you know, thought of how, you know, what it takes to be good. Uh, and they're like, yeah, I understand. And it's like, well, I think they need a coach right then and there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, if they come in, they're just like, hey, I just want to, you know, maybe compete in this sport. Well, it's like, well, go in, you know, go with the class for a little bit and see how you feel, see how you move and stuff right. like that. You know, in six months down the road, you're still like, okay, I want to do this for a sport and I want to try to be, you know, the best. Then, then that's when you also get a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What, um, you know, you're talking about programming for some of these folks early on. Uh, you know, how long does it take someone to, to end up reaching a, a really competitive state? You know, what what kind of work does yeah. that, that well, involve? Well, I think it really it depends on, you know, uh, biological age, you know, so how, are, how old they actually are. Uh, training age, so like how long they've actually been training. Um, and then also, you know, people don't want to talk about it, but genetics has a huge role in it. One hundred percent, right? You know, if you get some guy that's you know six six and he you know he feels good at walking weight of like two fifty, then you're like <laughs> this is a small guy. This is a smaller guy's sport, right? Um, go play basketball. Yeah, go yeah, <laughs> find a different sport. But you know, that's not the world we live in. Um, yeah, so I think if you know if someone comes to me and they say you know hey I've been doing this for you know, I've been in CrossFit for, you know, five years, which, you know, honestly, like someone says they've been doing CrossFit for two years, that's still fairly new. Yeah. You know, that's not that long where you've got guys that have been competing. They've been to the games 10 years now. Yeah, you know, they've, right. They've been competing at a high level for a long time. Um, you know, someone says, hey, I've been doing this for five years. You know, I'm 20-something years, 25 years old. Uh, that's probably 
the type of person that you're you'd want to be. Okay, you need your own coach now. Uh, right. The classes is not going to be. It's not going to be enough for you in the long run. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's that's cool. How long? You know, if someone says, "Hey, I've been doing CrossFit for for two years," what's the time frame you think? You know, and obviously, again, genetics and some yeah. other stuff plays into this. But how long would you think it would take somebody to really be competitive at a very very high level? Yeah. Well, honestly, it's probably like a three or four year project. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and people, it again, there's so many what ifs and buts, but uh, I've just I've been in it long enough, and the sport has progressed so fast. Like early on, it was like. In 2010, 2011, you could walk into the gym for your first time across the gym like, okay, that guy, he has a chance to go in regionals. Right. But now the sport has you know, grown and people have gotten so good so quick. It's like... People have gotten smart. <laughs> yeah, people have gotten... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time and lots of volume in order to actually be competing at that high level. Yeah, no, and that's a long time frame, right? Yeah. Like, we, we live in a world where instant gratification is, is the way, right? Yeah, and they want people... People want results now, and in this sport, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. What do you think contributes to that? Do you think it's more strength? Do you think it's more technique, some combination uh, thereof? I think it, uh, definitely a combination. Um, I think, one, just being, you know, maturity as an athlete. So just, you know, if you haven't competed a lot, you need to compete a lot. You know, you need right. to know what it's like to be on competition floor. Uh, I think that's a skill in CrossFit. Like, being a competitor should be considered a skill. Sure. Uh, just learning how to compete. Um, but yeah, definitely learning how to compete. Strength is a huge number, um, and then like I said, volume. Like some of these guys have been doing it for so long, like they just have so much training built up under them. Uh, you know, they could take off for two, three weeks, and they'll still be good when they come back just because of their, you know, past background. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that makes a lot of sense. How how often you know if somebody's wanting to just be competitive locally, you yeah. know, they want to compete in some local events. They want, you know, they're, they're not looking to finish top every single time they want to be competitive at these events yeah. how often should they be training uh, obviously that's individual to the yeah, person individual right? programming I think too it kind of depends on you know there's some of these local comps that are like you know one day oh, we'll sure. get you done in, in an hour and that's totally <laughs> different than when you're looking at you know Battle of the Barbells which is the bigger competition right. locally where it's a two day competition and there's some guys there that are like you know borderline sanctional event qualifiers yep. and it's like to be good with those guys I mean you definitely need to be training you know easily five times a week yeah. you know uh, again uh, that kind of goes back to you don't need to be doing doubles unless everything else is you know taken care of right you know I mean so like if you're getting enough sleep getting enough food uh, your primary session so what your main focus on you're feeling good there then you should even really consider doing you know double sessions so yeah I say five six times a week uh, and then you know every everything on those sessions and everything else is feeling good and you can possibly increase it to you know more sessions throughout the week yeah and i, I feel like I've, I've seen that with people too right they think oh you know five days you know five times of training in a, in a week and they're like oh if i train double that like that's good right yeah. like i'm training more so then some of these tendon issues or yeah joint issues people start just, popping yeah, up people aren't recovering you know uh you know everything gets out of whack they're not sleeping they're not eating and all that kind of stuff you know and then three months of doing that and then you have nine injuries that you're trying to take care of which is a mess and yeah it's 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 not fun to work with yeah um on your end or mine yeah so I, I think sleep is probably one of the most overlooked thing from from yeah. a clinical standpoint for me and food as well right yeah like what's your thought process and something i, know I think talks about I, that and your training as well yeah so. so sleep for sure is definitely uh underlooked at I think you know if you're not getting eight to ten hours of uninterrupted sleep 
in a pitch black room, then you're not getting enough sleep. Yeah, you're waking know? up in the middle of the night. Yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. It, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some people that feel really good on six to eight hours of sleep, and that's fine. Uh, but you you got to make sure that, you know, you're waking up and you're feeling good. You know, mm-hmm. as long as you're waking up, you're feeling good, your sex drive is good, then those are things that you want to keep focused on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I see that all the time. People always want to blame, and especially in my industry, mm-hmm. people just want to say, oh, you know, maybe my, my form isn't great or, you know, it's something wrong with, with the way I'm yeah. lifting. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, like you just haven't had good quality sleep in yeah, six months. Sleeping, yeah, you're sleeping three hours, you know, three hours a night. You're drinking every night before bed right. and all these things are, uh, yeah, okay, it's definitely not the training, I promise. Yeah, exactly, right? And so then people will be quick to blame, you know, a coach or quick yeah. to blame the gym and it's like, no, dude, like sleep is a hack for your body yeah. all the time. Like that's sure. the biggest thing I preach in an injury. Like my job as a PT is to say, I got to give somebody a ripe environment to heal. And dude, if you're sleeping like crap, I can give you the 15 best exercises yeah. the research says. <laughs> it's not going to make it 100% better. So I love that you know you're queuing in and talking about yeah, some of that sure. as well. Um, that's perfect. So, dude, tell me a little bit about you know kind of some of the things you do now as far as programming. Dude, you program for a lot of a lot of great people in this community. Yeah, and, uh, uh, man, that's kind of your bread and butter. So, tell me a little bit about some of your programming and, and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think right now um, we're you know usually. I think at one point I was programming for around 65 athletes at the That's time, crazy. which at the at the time it was a lot, and it was. And I don't. I, I'm not gonna say my work was, uh, you know, worse because of it, but sure. definitely like my lifestyle personally was affected by. I bet know, it was ninth year, staying up late, just trying to you know get these programs out. Um, and then since then, I kind of like realized, like, okay, I mean, financially it was great, but then now it's like my lifestyle sucked. You know, I wasn't yeah. getting sleep. My my training then was not as good as what it is now, personally. Sure. Um, and since then, I've backed off the number of clients. But uh, yeah, I would say seventy five percent of the people that I'm working with right now are wanting to compete in CrossFit to yeah. some in some capacity. Um, and then probably the other twenty five percent they want to use CrossFit as like a health and longevity, right? You know way of living yeah that's that's cool man and that's and it keeps you well-rounded too right yeah for sure because that programming looks very different from one person to another but can go a long way and i mean we've already hit on this a little bit but why do you think individual programming is important and it's kind of almost rhetorical right yeah why 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 is it so beneficial i think uh i don't think it's the only way sure i do think there are huge benefits to being in a group environment uh, you know, the community aspect of it, the camaraderie, the competition of it. You know, some people just wake up, go to work, and when, you know, lunchtime hits, they're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get to the gym. Yeah, I can't right. wait to go and, you know, work out with my friends. And that's totally fine. Uh, but the people, you know, that want to, you know, get their full maximum potential, I think that's when they really need an individualized coach. Uh, I think within, you know, typical CrossFit classes an hour long, uh, you know, and you can't really fit everything you need to work on in an hour. Yeah. So, um, and especially too, like we talked earlier, is that you can't, as a CrossFit, you know, gym owner, like you're programming for the masses. Yeah. You know what I mean? You so everybody. you can't please everybody and you definitely can't work on everybody's weaknesses. And so that's when, you know, if someone, you know, if you stink at muscle ups, you know, there's not many CrossFit gyms that are doing, you know, muscle ups and they're, you know, daily programming for right. the classes. And so that's something that, you know, as a coach, it's, you know, you'd have to hire a coach to, you know, you know, show you the progressions, get you enough, 
you know, structural strength, and then you could start, you know, doing more muscle-ups within your programming. Right. Now, that's, I think that's key that, like you say, spot on by saying, if you stink at something, yeah. you can't, you know, it's like people all the time complaining, oh, I can't do double-unders very well, and it's like, oh, well, when's the last time you did double-unders? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, three weeks ago when yeah. I was in the Metcon, and then you wonder why... You know, your arms you know, are beat to pieces, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the end of it. Yeah, if someone comes to me with this, you know, double under, honestly, it's a, such a simple skill in CrossFit that people, you know, spend Struggle. years trying to practice yeah. it. You know, if someone comes to me and says, hey, I want to be good at CrossFit, I'm like, okay, well, how often do you practice double unders? You're like, oh, well, when I'm in the program in the class, I'm like, double <laughs> unders, I've got, it's such a basic skill, like, you need to practice them literally every single day until you yeah. can, like, you know, until you can knock out 100 unbroken, like, it's no problem. Right. You know, um, you know, if you're just waiting for the class to program it every time, then, you know, you may do them once a week and once every two weeks. You know, right. If that. If that, yeah. So, yeah, depending um, on the season, etc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool, man. So tell me, you know, what what's your – do you have a preference on programming-wise? You say, man, I really like uh, programming for more competitive athlete or well-rounded. Yeah, well yeah or? I uh, I would – I mean, I've, I haven't had the chance to work with a whole lot of high-level athletes. I have sure. a few um, that I would consider higher level. Um, but I really do like working with those people that are, I'm not going to say middle ground, but people that just haven't been doing enough CrossFit, you know, they just haven't been doing enough CrossFit to really, you know, blossom, you know, right. if that makes sense. Uh, those people that, you know, come, they've been doing CrossFit for like two or three years, mostly with the class. Uh, those people are really fun to work with just because it's like whenever they get on an individual programming, like they're... Uh, rate of you know adaptation and stuff like that it just it's super high and it's yeah. super fun to watch them you know you know snatching you know going as a guy snatching 185 and then you know th just two months of you know snatch progression and stuff like that you know they're snatching you know 225 crazy you know, yeah a huge increase like that's just fun to watch and be part of um, but also on the other side I also like working with these higher level athletes where it's just like they're super good at it. They're really good at everything. Yeah. And it's really like, depending on where you are in the season, you just gotta, you just throw stuff at them. Yeah. You know? And I, I'm not, don't people don't, I want people to think that I'm just giving random stuff to people. Yeah. But it's more of like, they're already really good. And so we just gotta keep fine tuning these small things. You know, right. Keep them healthy, keep them fresh. Uh, and then, you know, when the time comes, that's when, like, you know, getting prepped for a competition, that's when it's just like, okay. Honestly, I'm just going to kind of beat the shit out of you a little bit. Right, so right. You recover, and then, you know, we go from there in a program. <laughs> That's fun, man. That's fun. So, dude, tell me a little bit more about CrossFit Rutherford and kind of your role there. Yeah. And, uh, uh, what that looks like. So, well, this is during quarantine, so obviously everything's a little bit slow right, right now. Right, it's been weird times. Uh, yeah, definitely weird times. Um, but essentially my main role right now, um, me and my mom, we're the ones that we pretty much run the run the show. Nice. Uh, She's she coaches probably almost she po coaches almost all the classes. I coach probably eight or nine classes throughout the week. Cool. Um, which I th we've been we've ran the gym like that for a long time with you know not a lot of I mean, we have coaches on staff, sure. but that's mainly like if we need them or something like that. But uh, we've ran that gym like me and her only coaching the classes for a long time, and I think it helps because you know we know we know everybody that comes in through the doors. Yeah, yeah uh, right. We know everyone comes to the doors. We know everyone's limitations, um, and you know. So for me, I coach classes, um, and then across the road, we have you know we have our main class working out. We also we have pretty lenient open gym hours where nice. people can you know do their own programming. Um, so if I'm not coaching the classes, I'm usually monitoring the you know people doing their own stuff, walking around, and you know helping both sides of the gym. Nice. Uh, so and then also I write most. Of, me and my mom will alternate uh, 
you know, monthly or every two months on who writes the programming cool. for the classes. Um, right now during quarantine, though, everything's kind of <laughs> it's like a hot Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pick uh, up some random object in the house. And yeah, exactly. Left it, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's cool, man, yeah, dude. Man. It's it's cool to kind of see your your story, man. Like you you've you spent so much time invested in the sport personally. Mm-hmm. And then you've you've obviously gotten this background of, of just trying to suck in so much knowledge. Yeah, for sure. And then you've just employed it so long over the years. I mean, how many years have you been programming now? Well, like I said earlier, like I was writing programs for adults like when I was in junior in high school, which yeah. felt so weird at the time. But looking back on it, it was probably like one of the best learning things I ever did. But uh, um, probably going on six years now. I mean, That's crazy. Real trying to be you know a crossfit coach yeah so, man that's wild it's, yeah. that's a lot of reps and it's a uh, lot of programs i was yeah. talking to my wife earlier i was like how many programs do you think i've written <laughs> over the years and she was like a lot i was like yeah it's been a lot <laughs> a lot of programming you know and that's you know as a coach too that's one thing is like a lot of earlier early on it was like man i don't know if this is gonna work but we're gonna try right. that kind of thing and uh i think you know if you get people that trust you uh you know, as a coach, as a cl- or you get clients that trust you, then I really don't think you can go super wrong with writing a program. Yeah, uh, right. I think you know, if, as long as you're you know sticking to somewhat good principles, sure. I think most people can get better almost on anything as long as you know they're putting a good effort into the gym. They're right. putting good effort into the, what they're doing. You know, they're recovering. You know, outside of the gym, all that kind of stuff. I think people can get better on you know a lot of different stuff. Yeah, I, absolutely, man. What is the one thing you wish you could teach or tell a CrossFit athlete? I don't know, just gen, gen yeah, pop or competitive? Definitely like competitively, I think the biggest thing is more is not better. Yeah, that's uh, huge. I think more is not better. Um, I think the, the best example I had was uh, my brother who he's compete. He competes at a local stage. He's he's a teenager, so he's gone to a few of the bigger competitions as a teenager. But uh, um, yeah, after one of the battle of barbells one year, he. You know, he did super well in all the CrossFit workouts. You know, anything that was CrossFit, you know, breathing, mm-hmm. uh, he placed really well in. But anything strength-wise, he took, you know, he took a hit really hard wow. and just put him down the leaderboard. And uh, I remember looking at him and I was like, "You are not going to lose a competition now because of your strength." That's awesome. I promised him that. <laughs> and uh, after that, like for you know six months, all he was doing, you know, I think I even took his training down from five times a week to three to four times a week. Oh, wow. He was going and he was just doing ABC. He was doing yeah. you know, back squat, snatch, snatch pulls, and the next day it was like pressing, cleans, and you know, something like that. Right. And he was doing not a lot of CrossFit, but super low volume, you know. And granted too, he was at a young age, and so he sure. was able to recover and, you know, puberty hits, and so all that kind of stuff comes into play. But, you know, he was feeling really good. He was making great progress in strength. Um, you know, on the other side of that, you know, Hal Fisher, who he's a client of mine, he, you know, he's a higher level games, or not games athlete, but sanctional yeah. athlete. And, uh, you know, he's he's not training, you know, two or three times a day. You know, he trains one time a day, uh, you know, what I program. Sometimes he does stuff on his own. Sure. But, you know, um, but one time a day, hour and a half at most, uh, and he gets the most out of that hour and a half. Um, you know, so you see some of these people that are training AM, PMs, you know, sometimes noon sessions. And that's it's just a lot. Like, that's a lot of, I mean, as long as you're recovering and stuff like that, that's fine. But also, I feel like people can get easily burned out. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing that much training, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think more is not more is not always better. Yeah, I think that's great. And that applies to the everyday athlete as well, right? Yeah, like for you sure. Can't, 
you can't go in and do butterfly pull-ups three or four times a week, you know? It's yeah. like eventually something's going to break down. Like, you're again, yeah. you're not recovering well and listening to your body, and that's, yeah, that's key, sure. man. That's great. Dude, Christian, help me find out more about you, man, and yeah, if somebody uh, wants to get in contact with you or, uh, or CrossFit Rutherford or anything like that. Yeah, so if you're one of CrossFit Rutherford, you can uh, email us at CrossFitRutherfordTN, the letter TN, at gmail.com. Uh, or you can message me on Instagram. I believe my name is Christian Haynes <laughs> underscore CFR. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll drop that in the comments as yeah, well. That absolutely. way people have access to it. But uh, no, man, I think your your, your program is top notch. Your your you. background is is top notch. I I guarantee you, you mo- know more about strength and conditioning than like ninety nine percent of physical <laughs> therapists out there, which is crazy considering we have doctorate degrees yeah. and. and uh, yeah, guys, check out uh, CrossFit Rutherford. Check out Christian stuff. And, uh, man, thanks so much for being yeah, on. Yeah, man, here. absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, surround yourself with positivity, and take care of your body. It's the only one you get. Education is the key to a stronger and healthier you, one person and one community at a time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and leave us comments. If you want to find out more about us and how to maximize your health and performance, check out our clinic on Instagram at Momentum underscore Sports PT or at MomentumSportsPT.com.